Hi everyone and welcome to season three of Coffee with Shay, the podcast that you just absolutely cannot get enough of. And I'm so excited because season three is about to be even more exciting. And I plan to do so much for season three. I cannot believe all of the things that I have going forward with season three. And I'm just so excited to bring you along on the journey and kind of work out the kinks of being a podcast host. Um, So let's get into it. Let's get into season three figuring out where I've been and what you have to look forward to for season three after this brief ad. Thank you for listening to that brief ad. Just remember every time you listen to an ad, you are putting a couple of cents into my pocket because it is no more than like three cents every time. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so let's get into it. Season three is about to be really exciting. I skipped through season two. Season two was two episodes. Two episodes, and that was it. Um, I wanted to start off fresh. I wanted to start off new. I didn't want a whole new podcast, but I wanted a whole new season. And this season is really a season of rebranding and kind of figuring out what the podcast looks like and going forward, how do I want the podcast to be marketed? How do I want to market it? How do I want to continue going forward? And so season three is just genuinely about normal people having normal conversations because I am floored with the amount of responses that I got. I did not think that I would have that many responses, but I did have a lot of people respond because this was kind of brought up through Instagram. So I had asked if people, you know, what kind of guests people were looking for. And so I was a little shocked by the people who responded and you know had said one friend and this is what kind of really started it all one friend was like oh i could talk forever and i know she's listening and she can't talk forever so i was like yeah that that'd be a good idea you and i could just chit chat and have like a little um like chit chat on my podcast but like genuinely what would the topics be about because you still have to have a topic for the podcast and so it's kind of like you know what was the topics going to be about what we what would we even say if we were to have you know an episode on my podcast And I had put it on my Instagram stories and someone had responded that I went to high school with and I'm glad that she did. I'm glad she responded Um, because not often do I get people from high school who actually genuinely care about my content. And hold on. (coughs) Sorry to cough. Um, She had just responded that she really liked normal people having normal conversations some of the podcasts that she felt most aligned to were podcasts where it was just like people having just really normal conversations. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I loved when I had a guest on my podcast, I felt like it was able, I was able to have like more conversation and I was able to like really, if you guys can hear my dogs in the background, I'm so sorry. Uh, But I was able to have like, 
better conversations with people knowing that knowing that like I could just banter with somebody back and forth and that was really exciting for me is just knowing I could banter back and forth to somebody and so when I had Katie on the podcast it was just really really cool because her and I were just like bantering back and forth and it's hard when you have a podcast and it's just yourself because you don't really have anyone else's energy to feed off of it's really just you and your energy to feed off of and that's it so when you only have your energy to feed off of it's like really hard to like continue a conversation for a really long time which is why some of my episodes are not super long some are long depending on the topic it's just like the topic has to be of a certain topic for me to sit and like engage in like a really long thought out thoughtful conversation with people and so um it's just nice to have someone else to like banter with, which is why season three is going to be about normal people having normal ass conversations. And I'm really excited for season three. I think it's going to be really awesome to just sit and have conversations with people about various topics because I got 23 Google form responses and then probably like 10 people who DM'd me outside of the Google form. And so you have to imagine that's just a lot of people that I'm doing these screenings with, and it is. I'm going through all of these screenings. I'm doing like a vibe check with everybody and, you know, just telling people, let me get through the screenings and then I'll select like who I want because I think 23 people would just have a lot. <laughs> it would just be a lot if I were to do like 23 plus people. So I think I want to narrow it down to like 15 people, which is going to be very hard because I don't want to say no to people, but I want to make sure that like, you know, if I'm doing this, it's not like a lot. And maybe I can always hold those people like in my back pocket and be like, okay, maybe not season three, but maybe like season four, we can do like a podcast, you know, together. So going through all these screenings is kind of like going on your first date. I don't remember having a lot of first dates with people, to be honest. So this is fun. Um, having these vibe checks with these people, kind of figuring out who I want on the podcast, who I think fits my, my scenario of what I'm looking for. And then the other thing is like everyone is presenting topics and topic ideas of what they want to talk about when they're, um, when they're having a conversation with me, everyone has like different topics that they're thinking about talking about. And some of them are pretty similar, but I think some of them are also like different in the sense that like, in the sense that like their perspective is going to be different than another person's perspective, which is very interesting to me because I want to have different perspectives when it comes to my podcast. So while it may be similar topics, like, mental health or whatever I think that a lot of people are going to offer like really good intentional conversation when it comes to the podcast and to me that's really exciting to just have like intentional conversation with people I know that it's going to be a lot for me I am stepping out of my shell a little bit more by having all of these conversations so doing all these vibe checks having all these like quote first dates and it's just going to be a lot for me to kind of figure out what each podcast episode looks like and how each person fits into the podcast. 
So I, I'm really excited for the future of the podcast. I'm excited for this season. I think it's going to be really good. I think that, you know, I have so many great responses, so many great people. So it's like I want to choose everyone. I don't know if I'll get to choose everyone, but I want to choose everyone because I think everyone presents such a good, good idea. Everyone presents something that I think is really beneficial. And so, you know, maybe not this season, maybe next season we could do that again and continue it again with other people. Kind of see how this season goes and then continue it again maybe next season if the season is pretty good. Okay, let's get into some life updates and talk about like what life has looked like for me and why I went MIA from the podcast for a really long time. Kind of like what I did around this time last year too. Um, why I went MIA and how we can kind of talk about that. Okay, so I'm an MIA, uh, which is very common for me. I'll be very honest. I am hard at being consistent with literally anything. I think the reason that I see so many podcasters be consistent with podcasting is because that is quite literally their only job. For me, it is not my only job to be podcasting, so I'm not very consistent with podcasting because it's not my only job. And I work a full-time job on top of podcasting, and so in order for me to work that full-time job, oh, sorry, Mm, I spilled some water. I don't know how, I don't know why. But in order for those people to like be consistent, it's it's their full-time job. Like Tana Mojo or Jordan Dooley or Jenna Kutcher, you know, all those people like while they have other things on top of it, creation and creativity and content creation is their full-time and first and only job. So that's not mine. For me, content creation is a passion. It's a goal of mine. At some point, it would be nice for my podcast to eventually maybe be full-time, but I think at the end of the day, it will never be full-time. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm manifesting at some point. I hope that it is full-time, but I also recognize that if it's not full-time, it can still be a passion and a happiness of mine, and that's okay. Like, I... I want it to be a passion and a happiness of mine. I don't want it to be crazy, wild, you know, I, okay, let me think about that. I, it's a passion of mine at the end of the day. I think it will always be a passion of mine, but the biggest thing that has to happen in order for this to like be a full-time job is that it has to obviously clearly be more than you know what I'm making now and I don't know if I could give up the healthcare. <laughs> I don't know if I could give up the healthcare that comes with um, with being in a full-time job yeah I don't know I don't think I could give up the health care that comes with being in a full-time job. <sighs> yeah. So this is just a passion of mine. It really is more like a hobby than anything. 
Um, so that's kind of why I'm MIA. It's not something that I get paid to do. I feel like if I were to get paid to do it, it would be more consistent. I also have ADHD at the end of the day, and I'm not trying to sit here and use my ADHD as a scapegoat. Or in the words of somebody who I thought, you know, would never invalidate my disability, but they did, um, don't use it as a crutch. And I'm not trying to use it as a crutch, but it's just a reality of things. Like the reality of having ADHD is that it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a little difficult. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of, just kind of how it is, you know? But anyways, so what, you know, makes it so, so complicated, you know, what makes my life so complicated that I'm not able to dedicate to the podcast. There's a lot of reasons. So as you all know, I made a cross country move in May, moved 1600 miles away. And, um, decided to move to Florida. I decided to move to Florida because for me, it felt like the right move in my relationship. I really do like my partner's family. And so in order to like be really close to my partner's family, we made the move. I also felt like if it, if at any point we were deciding to have kids, which right now we're not, (laughs) we're not having kids. Um, but if at any point we decided to have kids, we would have people around and we'd have a village to help us raise the kids. We didn't have that living in Fort Wayne. For me, if we were to rely on anyone in Fort Wayne, it'd be my friends. And I say this time and time again, and I know it's going to make some moms mad and I get that. But when you choose to have a kid, the only person whose life, person whose life gets altered would be you and the other parent. No one else's life needs to be impacted because of someone having a kid. And so it didn't felt, it didn't feel fair for me to like place a lot of importance on my friends if we were to have children like place a lot of responsibility not importance but a lot of responsibility on friends because I lacked family being around so for me just more important to have moved to Florida so that's kind of why we made that decision and I love my partner's family and I love being around my partner's family it's very nice um they're great people all that So we made the cross country move and then, yeah, okay, I'll talk about it. So in June, right before my birthday, I've been, I, I was working at this company and I was working in a part of their company. So in their company, there's multiple different Uh, parts of the company and I was working in one part of the company specifically working in education their education section Um, they're all centered around education but specifically university education and I found out a couple days before my birthday that they were going to sell the part of the company that I worked for so that was a really complicated process and when speaking to my supervisor at the time So at the time, this is how they were feeling. My supervisor just essentially was like, 
you know, because somebody asked this, it's not like this was, you know, brought up unprovoked, but somebody asked, like, should we be looking at new jobs? And my supervisor was like, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't fault you if you feel the need to look for a new position. I don't fault you at all. And I thought that was really brave and really noble of my supervisor because a lot of times supervisors are like, no, you have to go down with the company. And that was not how my supervisor was. My supervisor is just very chill, very calm, very mellow person, really just the best person. And so that day I was like, well, shit, I'm going to start looking for jobs. So I found another ed tech company because I, I work for an ed tech company. Found another ed tech company um, who's mostly on like publishing textbooks. Not going to name names because I'm trying not to. I found this ed tech textbook company. And so I had applied to this company prior before because a mutual of mine had worked there. And so I had applied in October of 2022 all the way to like January of 2023 trying to get into this company. And even past like into February, I was still like interviewing for this company. So I had given up. I obviously took the other ed tech company job. I've loved it. It's, it was the best choice. I'm so glad that I did. But um, going forward, okay, going back to, you know, they're selling. So they were selling and I was like, okay, I'm going to look at jobs. I had found a job that I had previously applied to, interviewed for, and made it to the final rounds, but did not ultimately get the job. So I went ahead and applied. Um, it happened very, very quickly. Not necessarily the interview process, but very quickly I was responded back to. They had reached out, wanted to interview me, and were just really excited um, because, like I said, I interviewed for this exact position actually twice prior to, and so they had good results from that, and the people really recommended me, and I got high recommendations. So then I interviewed, and it was four rounds of interviews. It was the screening, it was meeting with my future boss, some teammates, and then my future boss's boss. And that was the final round. And I knew I had gotten the job once I had, you know, talked to my boss's boss, future boss's boss. Made it through all the rounds. It was really good. I enjoyed it. I thought like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm definitely sad about leaving my current position because I do love my current position but maybe this will work out and I'll have job security. So I had gotten my offer letter and in my law offer letter, this is important, it had stated that I was a, non, I was a full-time, non-exempt hourly employee making X amount hourly. I had actually negotiated my salary so that I could make more hourly and reach the tip top of their budget. Silence for that moment. So we had done the math and it was like full time. We were like, okay, that's comparable to what I was making at what I'm making at my current job. So I accepted the offer, of course, with some hesitancy because I still didn't want to not be in my current role. So I ended up crying 
on the phone to my boss and I was like, I think I'm going to accept the offer and I'm so sorry. I'm going to try to work out so I can give you guys a three weeks notice. And it was just really, really sad. And like you could tell my, my supervisor was not sitting there like disappointed at me. My supervisor was like very understanding and calm, but you could tell like they were sad because like they were going to be losing me. <clears throat> Fast forward, it's the week before. Um, so I was feeling really bad all of August. August was a really like tough month for me and I don't really know why. I don't know why. I, I think it was because I was sad about leaving my current role and I think that is why I was sad about everything. Like I was really sad. Like I was just very sad the month of August. And then we had gotten a puppy prior to me. Um, I, I'm in my three-week notice. In that three-week notice, we had gotten a puppy. And I have always wanted a pug puppy. It was just like a dream of mine. Mm. If you're going to get a puppy, be mindful of getting the puppy puppy life is really, really hard and complicated. And it was very frustrating to me that, um, this puppy was frustrating. This puppy was frustrating to say the least. Like she was really, really complicated. She was just, I did not know how much separation anxiety she would have. So the month of August, we were like, we're going to try to crate train her, all those things. So we tried to crate train her and did not work out. Did not. I don't know if you know this, but pugs can scream. And she screamed and screamed and screamed and screamed. I did let her loose. Like the first week I had her, I let her loose around the house. We had like five accidents a day. Um, we were also adjusting her food. We gave her adult food too quickly. She only needed puppy food. And so there was just a lot going on with the dog that it made it very complicated with her and so she we weren't sleeping either so like she'd wake us up at, up at you know 12 o'clock three o'clock five o'clock for like the first two weeks so we weren't sleeping on top of like i'm already not excited about you know having this new job and i don't want to go to this new job even though I know job security is very important and I was just getting bad vibes about everything and I wish I had listened to my intuition more, but I just felt like I was making uh, the wrong choice, but I was like, you know, we're just gonna go through with it. I've already put in my notice, all of those things. Things have been worked out. I can't sit and back out now. I'm gonna keep going with the job stuff and then I will talk more about the puppy. Um, so the week before I get my job, I already start my job. They said that they sent technology. And I was like, okay, that's great. I needed the technology. They sent me a ThinkPad, a musty, dusty, crusty ThinkPad. Like this thing had dust all over it. It was not a good ThinkPad. Like this is what high school students get in public schools. And so I was very frustrated because I was like, where's the rest of the technology? All I got was a was this laptop and it was a nasty laptop. I reached out to my mutual who had worked there and was like, you know, what's going on? Why did I get this? And they were like, oh, that's just common. That's just what they give you. But they're really good about, you know, updating your technology. 
I was like, okay, but where's the everything else? And they're like, oh, you know, maybe like in the budget that they give you monthly or whatever, I think it was from Amazon, you can get your stuff that you need. I reached out to my boss and was like, hey, you know, why was I only given a laptop? What's going on? And also what are my working hours? Because you haven't told me yet when I'm supposed to start work because I hadn't even gotten an itinerary. And so she goes, well, you know, your specific position, most of them work 37 and a half hours. And I was like, 37 and a half hours? Seven and a half hours a day working, you know, whatever time I wanted to work, but it was like seven and a half hours a day and 37 and a half hours. And I was like, hold up, wait, that's not full time. Um, that's confusing. So I was like, okay, I'll bring it up when we talk. I found out through their handbook on the first day that 37 and a half hours is their full time. They never once mentioned to me that 37 and a half hours is their full time. I did not know that you also had to ask what full-time meant and that I would be cheated out of hours. So I get on a call with my um, new supervisor. It was my first day. I'm trying to be helpful about it. Her and I had a really, really great conversation like just really good conversation. I was very excited. And she was like, yeah, you only work 37 half hours, but I would talk to HR about that. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll talk to HR about it and we'll have a conversation. So I had an HR orientation and I feel bad because there are other people on this orientation. Um, and I also asked about the technology from the tech, comp the tech part of the company. And essentially they just were like, oh, well, usually, you know, in that role, they don't have any more than just a laptop. And I was like, hold up, hold up. Um, no, you're going to give me a monitor. You're going to give me a keyboard and a mouse. I'm not just going to have a laptop. And of course, a musty, dusty, crap, crappy laptop. So going forward, we have the HR orientation. And I was scrolling through Workday, which is what they use to like track like hours and stuff like that. And I'm scrolling through Workday. And I'm getting to my salary portion and we had just had a conversation. So I had said, you know, so we only work 37 and a half hours. Are you guys paying us for the full 40? And HR looked at me like I was fucking stupid. And they're like, what the fuck, basically? And they're like, what the fuck do you mean? And I was like, are you paying for the full 40 hours? Because we're not getting 40 hours. And she's like, well, you'll have to talk to your supervisor and ask, um your supervisor if you can get a full 40 hours. And I was like, okay. So I brought it to my supervisor because I did the math and I was losing like $200 a month, 3000 about $3,000 a year. And I was also looking in Workday and I found out that my salary was significantly less than I was promised, like by $3,000. I was making less than what I was told I was going to be making. And the reason that is though, let's be honest is because they only are doing for 37 and a half hours instead of the full 40 hours that's why it was cut by three thousand dollars for the year because i'm only working quote their full time which really sucks because you know federal is usually like 40 hours and some states are different some states are not like um 
40 hours. Some states are a little less. And I was like really just frustrated by the situation because I was like, this doesn't make any, any sense at all. And so she was like, let me talk to HR because I was like, I can't afford to lose out on $3,000. You're not really paying me a livable wage, to be honest. And I'm not going to sit here and make around the same I did when I graduated in 2019 with my degree. So she, this is Monday and she's like, okay, let's hold off on, on some stuff. And I held off on some stuff too. And, um, just, yeah, just held off on doing a lot of work. And she was like, okay. And I kept asking her every single day, have you heard from HR? Have you heard from HR? No, 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 no. So she finally is like, okay, I'm going to have a meeting with them Thursday morning. She doesn't set a meeting with me until Thursday at 3.30 and she has a meeting at 9 a.m. with HR. Why the fuck could you not have just told me after the HR meeting? So she has the HR meeting. I messaged her and I was like, hope it went really good. I'm excited to talk later. And she's like, yeah, HR is going to be on our meeting later. Just thought I would let you know in case you had any questions. It's never a good thing if HR is in your meeting. HR is there to protect the company, is not there to protect you. Just remember that. And so I was like, fuck. So we get on the call and she goes, hey, we can't give you 40 hours and we also can't increase your salary in order to make up for that $3,000 you're losing. And she's like, I know this was a deal breaker for you. How are you feeling about the situation? HR is on the call. This is like a six minute call because I am not... Um, gonna sit there and bring stuff up with HR on the call because HR is not your friend. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna need some time to think about this, you know, it, to see if my family can afford this. She goes, okay, it's 24 hours, okay. I was like, no, but yeah, I, I guess I'll take 24 hours. So I called my boss, my old boss, my old company immediately after having that conversation. And I was like, hey, so you probably already know why I wanted to contact you because I've been trying to contact him all week just in case so that I knew if I could take my old job back. And he and I talked and was essentially like, yeah, let me speak to my boss reach out and see what we do. You're going to have to still apply for your old job position, yada, yada. So, um, that's just kind of how it went. And I was like, okay, I'll apply to the old position. So I applied to my old position and then I reached out to the recruiter of the position because I already knew who the recruiter was. We'd had conversations prior before. And so I reached out to the recruiter and she was like, yeah, this is how things are going to go. Um, you know, clearly there's no promises of like whether or not you'll get the job back. This is kind of what the timeline would look like if they're willing to give you the job. Um, can you interview tomorrow at 11? I was like, of course I can. So the next day I told my boss, my current boss, the current company I was at, and I was like, cause she asked where I was at. And I was like, it's not even been 24 hours, but whatever. And I just said, you know, I can't afford to not have a job right now. Obviously, we're going to keep going forward with this. I just, at the end of the day, I can't afford to not have a job. And so we talked and she was like, what's your attitude going to be like going forward? And I was like, girl, 
You can ask me what my attitude is going forward losing $3,000 fucking dollars. And I found out that like everyone else in my role also complains about the money. I'm actually not the first person to complain about the fact that they don't give you enough money. And she was like, you know, going forward with this, we can just, you know, change the language in our offer letter, make sure we're letting people know full time is 37 and a half hours, yada, yada. And I was like, okay, but like, how does that like help me? How does that like work for me? It works for everyone else going forward, but it doesn't work for me. And you're willing to lose an employee over $3,000 fucking dollars. Like, that's ridiculous to me. You're a multi-million dollar company. How can you not afford $3,000 extra fucking dollars? Excuse my language. So I went ahead and just said, yes, I'll continue the role. And I just continued the role. And I had my interview at 11 o'clock that day. And within three hours, I was called back and told that they were going to offer and they were going to extend the offer to me and that I was going to be taking the position back. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm ready to come back. I was like, you want me to start Monday? And she was like, no. The recruiter was like, no. You know, we have to wait two weeks just to make sure that we can get your background check and everything has to be done, of course, according to every, every law and policy. Okay, whatever. I'd only been gone for like a week, so I was like, okay, whatever. So I worked the last two weeks until it was time for me to go back. I was going to go back on a Monday. Um, I worked the last two weeks and continued in with this job. And then on the Friday before I was supposed to start my new job or my old job back on Monday, I was like, hey, I'm done and handed in my resignation effective that day. On that Monday, I started my old job back and I just essentially was like, F you to the old job. And my boss at that time was like, you know, I'm disappointed to see you go, but hope you can find something that matches your skills and your salary. And I was like, it's not that it doesn't match my skills because the job itself was great. The people itself was great. It's the fact that you were willing to cheat me out on $3,000 every year because you, a multi-million dollar company, can't afford to give someone an extra $3,000. Um, and also you're cheating people out by only making them work 37 and a half hours. And to me, that's not legal. I don't think it's legal, but it's legal in a lot of states. So it's allowed. It is perfectly allowed. And it's frustrating that it is allowed, um, to do that. And also that they weren't able to disclose it until you got the handbook on your first day. So that's the job shit back in my old job pretty happy, pretty excited. But that is what happened to me in the month of August. And then let's get into the puppy stuff. And we'll talk about the puppy a little bit. And then that is really it for why I went missing. Okay, so in the month of August, I also got a puppy. And the reason that I got a puppy is because my first dog is so well behaved. She's really great. She's amazing. And then I was like, okay, I kind of want to get her a friend. I would like to have a puppy. I'd like to see like also how my partner reacts to having a puppy too. And I knew having a puppy was going to be very difficult. I am, I'm not shy to having a puppy. Um, you know, I have one myself. She's now four. And then, you know, I was around a German shepherd. And then when, uh, anyways, when, when I was growing up, we had puppies too. Of course, that's a little different than you actually raising the puppy. And I was like, you know, we're just ready. We're at a phase. We can do this. And so, because we had looked before we moved, but we wanted to move before getting a puppy. And so we were like, okay, 
we're gonna get this puppy and we're gonna see how it goes and oh my gosh I've like I said I've always wanted a pug puppy but I and I did the research on their health all of those things but I did not realize all of the things that were going to come with having a puppy so like I said we did not sleep like the first two weeks of having the puppy she would she was getting up at like 12 3 and 5 in the morning and then when we'd wake up she'd get up um she was on a whole new feeding schedule we had gotten her different food she didn't react exactly well to like having adult food which is fine because she I mean she was very young she was like three months old so we went back to puppy food it was a lot better for her I think she's a more sensitive stomach so we got her puppy food she was let out you know just allowed to like hang out around the house and I had a bunch of pee pads hoping she would go in the pee pads and I know some people are controversial about pee pads whatever shut the fuck up don't come at me for it and so we did the pee pads and she was still pissing all over shitting all over and it was just like very frustrating so we're like okay we're gonna contain her to the kitchen and have some pee pads and then she would have accidents in the kitchen it'd be easier to clean up because it was tile we would take her out every two hours I think we just weren't very consistent on the two hours for some reason um for me I work from home all day and I was doing stuff and dealing with a lot of stuff so I wasn't necessarily that consistent on it and I think that was kind of our problem is just like the consistency that came with um having the the puppy I think there was just like consistency issues of course with the puppy and so okay the puppy were adjusting to life with the puppy and so once we got on like a good routine of every two hours she was going potty that was perfect During the night, it was like, okay, whatever, we're not letting you out. Every two hours, it's just not happening. We tried to crate train. Crate train did not working out, did not end up working out. It was better to have her in the kitchen. She had a bed in there. She had toys. She had pee pads, all that stuff. Um, Then we were like, I think she has separation anxiety. And so we started, like, letting her out during the day. We started to trust her more. And she went, like, 48 hours without an accident. It was just really great. And she did have an accident. It was terrible. Oh, well. But we figured, like, crate training just wasn't a big thing. I know people are going to be like, did you do this? Did you do that? Stop asking if I did this and stop giving me advice when I don't ask for advice. This is a really big problem when I talk about her is people want to give unsolicited advice. And unless I ask for advice, don't say shit to me. Sorry. Just don't say shit to me. And so I had asked for advice. People were like, you know, you're doing the best that you can. We started doing the potty bells. We started letting her out more. I think that's really helped with her separation anxiety. And she sleeps with us in the bed. She hasn't gone potty in the bed at all. She sleeps at night. We have been like getting up at like, you know, 3.30, 5 o'clock in the morning just to take her out. And because she can't hold it obviously clearly all night. And also I get up. And so she notices that I get up. So she wants to get up. So... We got a puppy and it was miserable. It was miserable for a really long time. And I am just now really getting to a place where it's like, you're not, I don't have puppy blues as much and I'm not as sad about having a puppy. I'm excited more about having a puppy. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, just do your research, researching your breeds, making sure like, you know, wherever you're getting the puppy from, 
whether it's the animal shelter, breeder, people you know, just really doing your research on the breed, making sure like if you are getting a dog who has multiple breeds in it, can you handle multiple breeds? Do you understand the complexities of having those multiple breeds in the puppy? Can you understand the breed that you do have if you just have one breed? Really making sure that you do your education and your research. Not that I didn't do my, reg my research and education, because I did, I just didn't really know about pug screams and I didn't know as much about separation anxiety within pugs. And so that was a really big wake up call for me and a learning moment for me is I had to do my research and my education outside of just the things that I did originally getting her. And that's all I have for advice, like do your research and your education. Um, crate training doesn't work for every dog, that's okay. Pee pads is not for everyone, that's okay. Just making sure like you're just being consistent with like potty times, Understanding that if it's a small dog, big dog, potty times are going to look very different for a small dog versus a big dog. Um, and just things like that. Just making sure, like, you really understand the complexities of having, like, a puppy or a cat or whatever. Um, really just doing the education. Being willing to, you know, reach out to a trainer if you need to. Really being consistent with your puppy. Um, and trying to, like navigate it as best as you can you have to like navigate and switch your complex like navigate and switch what you thought worked doesn't work okay then what does work and trying to figure out what does work for the puppy so that's my advice I know no one asked for it um but that's kind of like my advice and that's what happened and then I was just going through bad mental health my psychologist doesn't think I have bipolar disorder I would have to say that I could agree with that. I think bipolar disorder isn't as isn't as prevalent in my life as I see it in other people's lives. So I always get a little, and I've questioned it before. I've had two psychologists say yes. This is the first psychologist say no. And I've always questioned whether I had it or not. So it's kind of interesting to have this validation. So there was that. And then he was like, I want you to go off your bipolar medication. And Maybe I do have it because it did affect a lot being off my bipolar medication. I also am on my own with healthcare now. And so with that, it's more expensive. So I have had to like kind of ration my ADHD medication. So I take it Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I try not to take it. And so that's kind of been a big adjustment is my ADHD medication and how I take my ADHD medication and what that looks like. And I'm going back on the bipolar meds. I just, I, I don't think I can go off of them. I'm not in therapy, but I am back journaling again. I'm having a good morning routine. I was off for a while. Now I'm back. I'm just kind of adjusting to life as is, and that's okay. Um, life looks very different day to day and we can understand the complexities of life and we have to understand it. I also had a big conversation with my mom. My mom is in active addiction, has been for a really long time. And I actually ended up having a conversation where I just told her like, I'm done punishing her. I forgive her for everything that she's done, everything that she's uh, said, you know, of course I'm not gonna forget. I still don't trust her. We're at a different, you know, phase, but if I'm going to extend kindness and compassion to those who have mental health um, issues, I don't want to say issues, mental health, I don't know what the word, deals with mental health struggles, that's the word, deals with mental health struggles, 
I need to extend that to everyone and I need to extend kindness and grace and compassion to her too. I'm going to actually talk about that in some of my podcast episodes with people, so I don't really want to go into depth with it right now, but I will talk about that later on when I talk to people in my podcast. Um, I'm so excited for season three. I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, It's going to be just coffee dates, me sitting down with people, having moments of just true, honest, raw conversations. I am super excited for it. I think it's going to go amazing. And I look forward to it. And I forgot to say what I'm sipping on. So I have been sipping on a salted caramel latte iced. And I actually got a normal coffee pot. And I have coffee grounds from Chamberlain Coffee. So I wanted to use those. And so I've just been using normal grounds for the past couple days. And it's actually been pretty good. Just making an iced coffee, pouring in salted caramel creamer, and maybe like a little caramel drizzle in it. And it's been pretty good. So that's what I'm sipping on. I'm excited for season three. Thank you for joining. And I look forward to all that is to come in this podcast. Bye.